When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple ways we can live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world while we're at it. Are you ready? Let's do it! Hello, hello. This is Polly Campbell. You're listening to the Polly Campbell Simply Said podcast. Thanks for being here today to talk about motivation. The reason why we're talking about motivation today is because I have none. So in the process of trying to get my motivation up, try to persist and keep going on the work and the family and the homeschooling and the things that needed to happen this time of year. I've been working a little bit on uh, some motivation hacks, some things I needed to do to just keep going. Normally, I'm a very motivated person. There's a lot I like to get done in a day so that I can do other things like read my book or go golfing or whatever. And I'm highly motivated by my work because I like my work, but uh, I also like the paycheck that comes with my work. So uh, nothing like a a little fear or uh, money to motivate you. But actually what we're going to learn today is it's that's not enough, right? I'm, I'm being kind of silly there because money is usually not enough to keep us going. What we need to find is the intrinsic motivation, the other things that make the experience itself rewarding. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. You know, there have been uh, years of my life where um, I wasn't gentle with myself over this topic. I'd push and push and push. I'd hunch at the desk, pressing forward, struggling to get the article done or the work done no matter what. Uh, I think there's many times when we need to work or do the things around the house or the thing, clean out the closets when we're not motivated to do those things. But there are other times when it's essential to increase in our motivation that we lay off a little bit, that we back off a little bit. And um, I think we've been in that time a little bit during the pandemic. That's okay. I'm figuring out a lot of new things and new feelings and strategies and how to keep working and keep my body healthy and keep up with the household chores and all of that while my eighth grader is home and my husband's working at home and the routine has changed. So we can be motivated, but we also need to give ourselves some breathing room to figure out what that looks like and how we can adapt those efforts when life changes, which is what we've all been going through lately, right? Like I said, in the years past, though, I wasn't that gentle with myself. I'd really beat up on myself if I didn't get everything done during the day. And I had an insurmountable to-do list. I don't do things like that anymore. And 
What I've found is when I play to my own sense of creativity and flow, when I when I work with my emotions and, and use them, you know, to guide me through the day, when I find ways to persist, even in little chunks of time, I'm actually more productive in the long run than when I'm sitting hunched over a desk, pressuring myself and being self-critical to get things done. So I'm not avoiding the work these days. I'm, I'm getting it all done. But it looks so different than how it used to in my younger days. You know, talking through a science project with my daughter is not wasted or aimless time. And yet it's something that a couple of years ago I would have felt was getting in the way of my work. And yet working through her schoolwork is consuming and demanding. And it takes energy and effort. When we have this uh, hum of stress kind of in the background of our days, that also depletes our motivation. It can be slow going, but that's okay, right? We can work slowly. We can get one thing done a day when we're used to getting our whole to-do list wiped out. That's okay. It can look different and we can still persist. We can still keep going. And so while today we're going to talk about some motivation hacks, some ways to get things done, we're also going to talk about persistence because I think that matters more than motivation. I think keeping on is really the essence of of what helps us get things done. And when we do accomplish things, when we do feel purposeful, we feel better. We have greater meaning in our lives. So it's worth doing. It infuses everything else, right? So let's jump in. I want to share a few things I've done over the last couple of weeks when I've been feeling off the rails at work, when I've had a hard time getting the work done. And then we'll talk a little more about some intrinsic motivation, which I I think is really the big deal. But here's some hacks you can try. Bring 100% every day, even if 100% looks a lot worse than usual. Does that make sense? I show up every day intending to give my best, but sometimes my best is really 50% of what it was yesterday. Sometimes it's 30%. Sometimes it's 110%, right? Instead of beating yourself up over a mediocre job, Intend to give your best, sit down and give your best, and recognize that where we are wavers from one day to the next. Sometimes that means I'm patient and active and energized, and sometimes that means I feel like I'm moving underwater. But when I sit down at the desk, or when I show up to make the meal, or vacuum the carpet, or have the teleconference meeting, whatever it is, I intend to give all I have in that moment. This helps me. Because sometimes it's a loser moment, right? Sometimes I'm not sharp thinking or getting it all done, but I feel better. I can forgive myself a little bit when I know it's just one of those days or one of those moments and I can get that back. I'll give it my all. Also remember in the mix of this that our emotions, which we're really guided by, right? When we feel good, we tend to be more in flow. Our emotions really change about every 90 seconds. So when you're in the downflow of those emotions when you're feeling uh, sad or stressed, that's a good time not to commit to anything serious. That's a good time not to take on the most difficult part of the job you have ahead. Just notice your mood, settle in with your feelings, and do the things that don't require as much mental energy or as much emotional energy, right? 
Notice your emotions coming, going. Remember, they change. You will not be stuck forever. Just like we don't have happiness every moment of the day either. They fluctuate. So notice what you're feeling. Simple act of noticing the ups and downs can help us diffuse their weight. Notice what you're feeling. And then when you're feeling a little more emotionally settled, take on the harder stuff. I usually do the most difficult writing work first thing in the morning because the day hasn't come in in yet. I have a little greater focus and I feel a little more pumped up. I also do it on sunny days because when we get a nice warm sunny day, I feel more upbeat. It's part of it. So tackle the tough stuff when you feel more emotionally settled. And as you do that, you will feel your motivation pick up. You'll feel fired up to get on with your day. And Here's another thing that I touched on a few minutes ago, that is go easy with yourself. Self-compassion is something I was never very good at. You know, I grew up during the era when when coaches tend to be still a little more old school and and motivated people by kind of jamming on them or, or putting them down or telling them not to be weak or whatever, right? So I felt always like being self-critical. Polly, let's get going. Don't sit around. You're being lazy was maybe the way to motivate myself. I'm telling you it's not. I don't do that anymore. It didn't work ever. And it just left me feeling bad. So practice self-compassion. And know this, that self-compassion is not an excuse for bad behavior. It's really about being accountable. Make amends if you need it and recognize your own humanity. You know, we all make mistakes. We all have times when we're not great workers or we don't turn out the best product. And that can feel uncomfortable. So acknowledge what happened, be accountable to it, make amends if you need to, and then look back and forgive yourself. Recognize, hey, you're human. Today wasn't your best. You will be improving and you will learn and grow and do what you need to do to do a good job this afternoon or tomorrow. Then take a deep breath and get on with it. Offer yourself this kind of quiet kindness. What research has found is that People who offer themselves a dose of self-compassion, who treat themselves more gently, actually get more done. They're more motivated because they don't feel as bad, right? When, when you make a mistake, if you're just sitting there and beating yourself up over the poor performance or the error, it makes it tough to get out there and, and try again. Self-compassion says, hey, I'm human. I blew it. I'm going to learn from this and improve it. Let's get started and helps increase and maintain your motivation. It helps you keep going. There's that persistence part. Now, this is a real practical approach. It's called the Pomodoro method or Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of this? Basically, it comes down to setting a timer and working for that duration, whatever you put on the timer. The Pomodoro method talks about setting a timer for 20 minutes, sometimes a half hour I've seen. And you set the timer, you sit down, you lock into your job, your task for that 20 minutes. And then when that timer goes off, you take a five minute break and you get up and do something else. And then you come back and set it for another 20 minute. I like this uh, approach because I can do anything for short periods of time, but 20 minutes some days lately has even seemed like too long. Some days I set my timer for five minutes. I just set the timer on the phone, truly. And then I get up after five minutes in place and I stretch for about 30 seconds or move or strum the ukulele or do something to really distract myself from the task. And then I sit down for another five minutes. Now, most of the time, 
when I've gotten into that five minutes, uh, when I'm focused in that moment, I just keep on going with the work. I lock into the work. That's usually enough to hook me on the job I need to do. But if it's not, I get up and I walk around for a minute and stay close. And then I come in and I go back to work. I add time to the timer as I start to settle into the task, right? So if I'm having a really loosey-goosey day, five minutes is fine. I'll start with that. As I get more settled into the work and caught up into it and by it, then I'll suffer 20 minutes or a half hour until I don't need to use the timer anymore. Listen, we have a lot going on in our lives and we have a lot to do. So it's no disgrace to use these little tricks to get going and stay going until we can finish the job. Another thing I use all the time is I reframe the way I'm looking at my work. You know, uh, I work in a home office and I'm used to my daughter being in school for six or eight hours every day. And so it was easier, not every day, but easier to sit here and just really put my head down and get the work done. So when we've been home together these last few months and I've been helping her with her schoolwork and needing to oversee some of that and make sure that we have food and, and um, dinner and the house was uh, not falling apart around us, it felt like I wasn't accomplishing anything at all. And that didn't feel very good. I was used to lately measuring my accomplishments about how much writing I got done, how much work I got done, how many podcast interviews I set up, and those kind of very linear organizational tactics. I need to step back and look at all that I truly was doing in the day. I was still accomplishing a lot in my day and it was meaningful stuff. I just wasn't recognizing it. So take a step back and celebrate yourself for a minute. Really reframe how you've been spending your time and, and what you've been doing and see the merits of that and the meaning in that. Listen, we are more motivated when we feel like what we're doing is meaningful and when we are on purpose, when we have a purpose, when we see the value of what we're bringing. And raising my daughter, there's nothing of more value in my life. Doing good writing work and supporting other people and encouraging my friends, that stuff matters to me. I just wasn't noticing it. I bet that's true for you too. I bet you are accomplishing a whole ton of important stuff in your day. But it might not be your work, right? The work you're getting paid for. Now that's tricky because we have to fit that in. We need that paycheck and we have people counting on us on that end too. But listen, if you are disinfecting the house and making a meal and doing the wash and teaching algebra and keeping your kids from falling apart and getting a workout in and doing some of your work, or maybe that's your work and that's plenty too, that's equally as important as anything what you're doing matters. Reframe it. Recognize that you are creating meaning in your life and the lives of other people. And all those things don't have to be completed in the same moment or the same way every day. We can be flexible in how we define and do our work, right? I've had to get very flexible in the way I um, fit in my, my riding hours, uh, late at night, working a lot of weekends. That's important to me too. But I recognize that on the days when I'm not getting much writing done, it doesn't mean that I'm not accomplishing anything. It's valuable. Take a minute and give yourself some kudos. If, if what you did during the day was 
take care of yourself so you didn't lose your marbles. Maybe you took a nap or even a shower. That's a big day for me. Whatever your day looks like, trust that you will get your essentials done. The absolute must-dos, they'll happen. You'll take care of that. That's just how we roll. But also recognize that any moments of quiet or deep breaths or mental health breaks and good food and enough sleep and finding a laugh here or there, that's equally as important to anything else you'll do in your day. You know, this is about sustaining a high quality of life. We will get the work done, but this is about feeling good during whatever it is we're doing. And that will help us stay motivated to take care of our business. You know, that brings us to intrinsic motivation. In psychology, intrinsic motivation is really divided by internal rewards and external rewards. It's a line. Intrinsic motivation occurs when we do things without any obvious reward, external reward. We do it whether we're getting paid to do it or not. We do it simply because we enjoy the activity or we see it as an opportunity to explore or learn or actualize ourselves, our potential or have fun, right? So consider for a moment your motivation, intrinsic motivation. All those reasons why you're listening to this podcast come from within and they'll drive you to get it done. And generally what psychologists know is we do better when we are driven by our internal motivation, our intrinsic motivation. Sometimes external reward will get us going. I have started many projects because I knew I was going to get paid to do them. But the reason why I keep going on those projects is because I find the nugget or the piece that I didn't know. I'm curious. I am motivated to learn. I am motivated to uh, have fun, to get the praise from others. But I'm driven to keep going because of the activity itself, because I enjoy it. I like writing. There is a certain satisfaction that comes from simply doing the thing. That's intrinsic motivation. And when we can find that thing in everything we're doing, we're going to be prompted to continue on. Okay. Intrinsically motivated behaviors do not come with our own rewards. The rewards come when we create positive outcomes within us. I cleaned the bathrooms the other day. Well, every day. It seems like all I do is choice right now. But I was so proud of myself afterwards. I mean, this is not a new thing. I've been cleaning the bathrooms for decades, but I knew it was clean and it looked good and it, it smelled good. And I felt it was so satisfying to take a room that was getting kind of grungy and, and clean it for my family. I felt so proud of myself and it fired me up and I was more motivated to continue on with other things. It filled me with positive emotions. So activities that we do that leave us with good feelings and give us a sense of meaning like participating in volunteer events or doing something with our family can also create the sense of progress we want. If you're having a hard time staying motivated at work or the chores you need to get done or helping your kid with school or whatever it is you're working on now, go back a little bit and examine why you're doing it in the first place and find the thing, that nugget that creates this intrinsic motivation that gives you the reward. Why are you driven to do it? What is it? Do you feel proud when you're done? 
Are you finding that it's a nice way to spend time with your kid? Are you liking the creative outlet, the change in routine? Look for the thing that gives you a sense of progress. When you see that your work in accomplishing something is positive, when you recognize your own competence in learning something new or skill, that alone can be a source of intrinsic motivation. And when you find it, you'll keep going, right? That helps us keep going. People tend to be mostly motivated by things that have some sense of challenge offer some sense of control, like over your schedule or your environment, you determine when you're going to sit down to work or when you're going to clean the bathroom or make the meal. When you're working with other people, there can be a strong sense of intrinsic motivation. If you're cooperating with each other, if you're competing or, or playing a little bit with each other in, in a way that feels positive and and safe, you know, trying to outdo one another, that can boost your motivation. And I touched on this already. Curiosity is a real strong sense of internal motivation for me. I get into something and even if others find it uninteresting, I'm like, huh, didn't know that before. And I keep going. I like that part of my job a lot. And I also like when I know I've done a good job and my husband thanks me for the meal or a client recognizes that I spent extra time on a project. So here's the thing. There is stuff we have to get done each week. Ideally, you can find something within it that you like about it. I work out about five days a week and I don't love it, but I do love listening to the podcast while I work out. I learn something. It piques my curiosity. I I have a sense of control about what I listen to. I feel good when I'm done with the workout. So Though I get burned out of working out, I like the way I'm using that time. And that is enough to motivate me to keep going. Okay. So the Simply Start segment today, look at what's on your to-do list. If you have a work project to finish or a closet to clean or something you want to get done. Now look at how you can boost the intrinsic motivation of that project to help you get fired up to do it, but also help you persist until you're done. What are you curious about? What is meaningful to you about this project? And yes, getting paid for it can be part of it. But what inspires you about the project? How is it helping or serving others? How will you feel when you're done? Find your source of intrinsic motivation and get going. Set a start time, set your first task, and get started. Simply start is Discover your internal motivation, your intrinsic motivation behind the task you need to accomplish today and get going. And that brings us to the Simply Nifty segment. And these are simple practices or ideas or books or just things I like that have made my life easier or more enjoyable. And today, Simply Nifty is keeping in line with this life hack of staying motivated and getting the job done is that Pomodoro method I mentioned earlier. I wrote a whole chapter this week in my book going five minutes at a time. I know this stuff works. So decide what you can do today when you want to get started before the intrinsic motivation is kicked in, before you're curious. Set a timer, sit down, and do it for that period of time. Five minutes, 20 minutes, half hour. When that timer goes off, get up and stretch for a minute. If you've gone for a half hour, stretch for five minutes and then set the timer again and get back on task. No, you only have to work on this project until that timer goes off. But as you settle in, be sure to increase your time to 20 minutes or 30 minutes and you'll get hooked into the project and that will help you stay motivated and 
persist. Simply nifty, try the Pomodoro method. Set the timer and boom, get going on the project. Listen, you don't have to achieve all your life goals while in quarantine. Now is probably not the time to, you know, remodel the house or write a book or start an entrepreneurial project unless you're feeling really settled and calm and ready to use this time to tackle it. If you're not, if you're not feeling all that motivated, that's okay too. There are no wrong ways to go through this. So give yourself a break. Look at what you can do to support yourself to get done what would make you feel purposeful and keep you on track with your work and you're going to feel better. We are being challenged on a daily basis as we learn what we need to know to manage these new conditions. So go lightly. Let me know what task you take on. What is it you're going to accomplish today or this week? And what approach works for you to keep your motivation up or at least persist until you've completed the job? I'm always looking for help around here with those things. As I said, my motivation, well, I have none, but I'm finding my way through anyhow. So get in touch with me. Let me know what's working for you. You can tweet me at PL Campbell or find me on Facebook at the Polly Campbell author page. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, we all feel better, calmer, more satisfied when we get some things done. Decide what that is for you and pick one of these approaches or hacks to help get started and keep going. But taking on and tackling a purposeful activity will make you feel more in control. And that will settle our stress and boost our well-being. And whenever we can do those things, we will live well, do good, and be happy. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.